Good afternoon and welcome to today's Success Life Radio. My name is Eric Reed, and I get to be your host for this as well as Success Life Live daily on Facebook. So I love the time we get to spend together. We get the chance to really slow down and pour into you in the effort and the hope that I will aid you along your journey of success. So what is that journey of success? Well, that's living life. That's being fully engaged in each and every moment that we're allowed to experience as beings on this planet. And so sometimes it's seeking success in our personal lives, our faith life, our fitness lives, our, our, our businesses, or in our finances, that each area requires something different from us. And by being fully engaged in those moments, we begin to live our journey of success. And so today I want to talk about equipping other leaders and how do you raise up other leaders? And if you're thinking, hey, I'm not a leader, everybody is a leader because leadership, as my friend John Maxwell says, is influenced nothing more and nothing less. And we all have influence. To what degree? Hey, that's up to you and how well you lean into your leadership development and into developing other leaders. So some of the lessons I'm going to be sharing with you come from developing the leader. I'm sorry, developing the leaders around you. It's John Maxwell's book, as you might not know, or as you may know, I don't know, that was a little confusing. I am a member of the John Maxwell team, which means that I have been trained and certified by John Maxwell as a coach. But more importantly, I get access to John as my mentor, as my coach, as my friend. And the resources that he pours into me, I feel so compelled to pour into you. And so that's what we're going to be doing today. I'm going to kind of go over 10 steps to help you equip others for excellence or understanding what an equipper is and then how to do it in the most effective way. So if you're ready, I'm ready. And this week, I'm not going to tell you to pull out your pens and papers and notepads. By now, you should know. We learn through intentional action. And part of that intentional action is keeping notes, keeping a journal, keeping something that we can reference back to as part of our daily, weekly success personal plan. All right. So if you're ready to get started, I'm definitely ready. You are listening to the Success Life Live with Eric G. Reed. Please take a minute and comment, subscribe, like, or follow our show. And to stay up to date on events and teaching, check out ericgreed.com. So equippers model and mentor and empower other people. Equipping is an ongoing process of leading other people, of teaching other people, of assessing other people's potential as leaders, and then giving them the tools and resources that they need to grow, to become that bigger, better leader, to become that bigger, better self, to become that bigger, better influencer. So equippers are always asking questions of themselves, of their organization, of their team members, of their peers, of their support system, of their spouses. And as they answer these questions, it allows them to gain guidance internally and externally. They begin to understand who they are and then who the people around them are and then what they need in order to grow. So if you were going to set up a model for equipping other people, if you were going to say, I want to raise up a team of leaders, I want to raise up a leadership in my family, in my faith community, on my team, in my company, 
I want to influence kids in a positive way, adults, youth, peers. What would that require of me? Well, I'm going to give you, I'm going to call them my 10 steps to equipping others for excellence. So if you're ready, number one on your list is going to be develop a personal relationship with the people you equip. You've got to be able to sit down face to face and have a conversation with these individuals on a personal level. Now, I'm somebody that has always tried to maintain personal and professional boundaries. I'm kind of a private person at heart. People might think that's kind of funny with all the live, you know, Facebook lives and podcast and public speaking that I do. But at my core, I'm a private person. And so in order for somebody to be able to equip me, to lead me, to influence me, to grow me, we have to have a personal relationship beyond that professional, that peer-to-peer. If you are going to lean into somebody's life, you need to lean into who they are and what their heart and their goals and their ambitions and their why. And that requires a bit of a personal connection. If you have a desire to grow, then I need to know why you want to grow and what impact that's going to have on you and the people that you're influencing. So number one is develop a personal relationship with the people you're going to equip. Number two is to share your dream. Now, I know that seems counterproductive. I'm supposed to be leading and influencing them. Why am I sharing my dream? Because you, by sharing your dream, give them permission to share their dream. When you are open up, when you open up about your goals and ambitions and dreams and desires and the things you want to create in your life, other people are like, oh, okay, I can now share my dreams, my goals, my desires, my ambitions in this trusted space between my equipper and me. Also, when you share that dream and they can see how that dream includes them, it adds that layer of connection. My goal, my dream, when asked recently as a coach, what is your vision or what is your mission? I said, as a coach, I want to make sure that anybody that comes in contact with me, through me, by me, however you want to say it, that I have influence over, understands that they are worthy. They are worthy of their success. That whatever belief system up until we became connected that had told them that they couldn't have, wouldn't have, didn't deserve is abolished and obliterated to the point that they now believe that they are worthy of their success and the only thing that they lack are the tools and strategies to achieve it and that's why we're engaged. When I tell that to somebody that I'm trying to equip, when I'm trying to develop the leadership within them, when I'm trying to influence, they know that my dream includes them. It's a powerful connection. When you're equipping others, you have to ask for a commitment. You have to ask them to make a commitment to you, but you have to ask permission from them to make a commitment. What I mean by that is, I can't do it. I can't lead. I can't influence. I can't grow you without your permission, without a commitment from you allowing me to do it and vice versa. I need you committed to the process as much as I am so that we can make it work together. And number five is communicate the fundamentals. And what I mean by that is 
Talk about what it's going to look like as I develop you as a leader. What is a leader? What is the goal? What is the thing that we're trying to do? Understand that for some people, the idea of leadership is positional. Well, I'm not a leader because I don't hold the title in the office. I don't hold the title on the team. I don't hold the title in the the office or whatever it is. Like I'm not designated as a leader or leadership is above my pay grade. We're all leaders. And my job in equipping you is to be the best leader that you can be in the environment that you are based on the influence that you have on other people. Now, the influence that you currently have is directly proportional to the level of investment you've made in developing your leadership skills. So if I can grow your leadership skills, then I can grow your influence and growing your influence hey, you lift up your message and you lift up the people around you. And that positional leadership isn't necessarily needed. We've all seen this real life example. You know, there's the guy at the top and then the guy that's running the show. We've walked into offices where we'll hear somebody say, well, he's the boss, but you really want to talk to so-and-so. She's the one that you want to get buy-in from. Don't worry about the boss, the manager, whatever. There are people that have influence that don't necessarily have the title. Communicate the fundamentals of what leadership is. Communicate the fundamentals of how you want to equip these people. Remember, we're talking about developing the leaders around you. And so by communicating what that's going to look like, you're also communicating what leadership looks like and how it's going to benefit them. And then number six is, Perform the five-step process in your training. Understand that training or developing leaders requires that you model, then mentor, and then motivate, and then multiply, and that you are the mentee. So monitor, I'm sorry, model, model the behavior you want, mentor the behavior that you are seeking from them, monitor the individual, how are they doing, feedback, that kind of thing, motivate, encourage, inspire, uh, lead, and then multiply. Show them how to do what you are doing to others. Leadership is best when it's multiplied. If I empower you to be a leader and you empower others to be leaders, that frees the middle person to become the top person and the top person to become even higher. It's There's more gained in collaboration than there is in competition. If I'm focused on competing and keeping everybody around me out of their leadership skill level, then I'm stuck managing for life. But if I develop leaders around me, then that allows me to lead at a higher level, at a different place, and opens the avenue for others to succeed and excel as well. Um, When you begin to develop the leaders around you, when you begin to become an equipper of other leaders, there's three things you got to give them. You've got to give them responsibility, authority, and accountability. So often, we as leaders in developing other leaders are fearful of letting something go and letting our authority go. We somehow feel that if we give up our authority, we give up our position. That's weak leadership. If you are dependent on your authority, your ability to hire or fire or punish somebody or outcast somebody, that's not real leadership. 
That's just, I mean, it just doesn't work. You need to be able to give up your authority and give up responsibilities, but you've got to be able to hold that person accountable and hold them fairly. So often when I'm in this role of developing other leaders or when I'm coaching executives on how to develop other leaders or team members, I'll say, lay out the responsibility, lay out the expectations, Lay out the benefits and consequences. I'm giving you this. This is what I want to see happen. This is the end result. This is the target. This is the goal. If we don't achieve this, this is what it's going to cost us, cost you. Be the negative. This is what will gain positive, negative, positive, et cetera. And, and then turn over the authority. Sometimes you have to turn that authority over in a very bold and grand gesture. Like I'm giving Frank or Sally or, you know, Pat the entire authority over this project. You are going to report to her. She knows what my goals and expectations are. If you need anything, go to Pat. Sometimes it doesn't require quite the office meeting, the family meeting. You know, I have a 10-year-old son and a 9-year-old daughter, and I'll even do that. I'll say, I'll sit down with my son. I'm like, you're 10. I need your help with this, this, and this. This is what I need to get done. This is what I expect to happen. Are you okay with that? And if we don't get it done, here's the consequences. And if we do get it done, here's the benefit. And then I'll turn to his younger sister and say, your brother's in charge. And I turn over that authority. I don't micromanage his authority while he's in process. I don't step in, of course, unless there's danger. Same thing with corporate trainees and management trainees. Once I've given over the authority... I give it over completely. Now I monitor it, like I said, and I motivate and I mentor and I help them do it better and I model it. But if if they're afraid that I'm going to snatch it back, then they don't fully invest in the responsibility. So you've got to be willing to give up that authority completely and then hold them accountable for what comes. And in giving up that authority and giving up that responsibility, it leads to number eight. You have to give them the tools that they need. You so often, and I see this over and over again in on teams and in companies, and you know, even among entrepreneurs who have a small staff, they give them the authority, they give them the responsibility, they give them the they hold them accountable, but they handicap them by not giving them the tools that they need. They expect them to solve the problem without the resources. They expect them to grow whatever it is, without the tools necessary to do it. You've got to equip those. Remember, we're talking about developing leaders around you and you being the equipper. You've got to invest in the tools as much as you invest in the people. You've got to anticipate the cost of leading people to a new level, that there will be tools and resources. You can't take somebody that's doing a full-time job, give them a new responsibility without giving them a support person or a second in command of their old job, or moving people around, or hiring somebody. So often, I'll see employees, team members, frustrated because they really want to take on the next challenge. They really want to grow in a company. They want to become a leader, but they're still responsible for everything they were doing the day before they got the new job, the new project, the new idea. 
And they're like, I can't do both well, and I'm only going to get to succeed at one thing, and I'd rather succeed at what I've already got the job for versus the one that I don't, because if I lose the one I'm doing, I'm not going to have the opportunity. And so be sure to invest in the tools. Give them the resources, the time, the personnel, the physical equipment, the financial resources that they need to be successful. Because in doing so, when they become successful, it will multiply. The return on investment, always bigger on the back end. And then number nine is really check in with them systematically. Remember, when I talked about the five-step process, there's modeling, there's monitoring, there's mentoring, there's motivating, and there's multiplying. Monitoring and, and checking in with them really systematically. I often will say, why don't we plan to meet every Wednesday? Or why don't we set up just a quick review meeting on Monday mornings? Or I want to check in with you to make sure that you have everything that you need, that you have the resources, that you're heading in the right direction. It's not necessarily this, I need a report card, but I want you to know that I am here and I'm engaged in your growth and your development that I understand that I can't just pass the ball to you and expect you to run with it in a new area and a new position that maybe you haven't had to do before. And so in order for you to be successful, and when you become successful, you're going to multiply other successful people around you, I'm going to check in. And let's go ahead and get it on the calendar now. Let's go ahead and commit to it now so it doesn't feel like one of those calling into the office, calling into the principal's office, so to speak, meetings. But just know that you're. I'm prepared to meet with you every Wednesday at 11 o'clock to answer questions, to help you solve strategy problems, to, to really guide you. So I hope that you'll come in here knowing that this is about helping you grow. So check in with them systematically. And then um, number 10 sounds like the same thing with meet periodically for equipping, but that's more like a bigger picture thing. That's where I sit down like, okay, what do I need to give you, provide you resources, send you to training for? Like, you're doing great on the project. You say that this is an area that you feel weak or that you could grow in or that you're struggling with. How can I equip you to succeed? So often, as we begin to develop leaders around us, we discover that they maybe don't have the training. They don't have... Um, the education or the the resources to lead. And so we may have to send them away for two or three days to a seminar on communication or project management or to learn a new software skill or to learn how to create PowerPoints to present business analysis or review, things like that. That's part of equipping them to become leaders. And so meeting periodically for equipping is really about you've become this level, what do you feel you need to learn, have, gain access to, to go to the next level? What do I need to equip into you so that you can continue to develop as a leader? Um, remember that our goal as influencers is to develop leaders and not positional leaders, not managers, but people who have positive influence in the world, whether that's through our businesses or in our personal lives or in our faith communities. You know, my son is involved in Boy Scouts. And so 
we talk about leadership and how are we developing the leaders, the young leaders, the tomorrow leaders. I work with teams that have gone stagnant, that their productivity is failing, that there's a lot of uh, internal negative dynamics happening. And so I ask, have you been developing individuals? Have been you creating leaders? And sometimes the answer I get from bosses is like, nobody here is a leader. I'm like, well, you're the boss. You're the leader. You're the person of influence. It's your job to develop the leaders around you. If you want to have a successful team, a successful company, a successful whatever it is. So again, I'm going to go over those 10 steps to equipping the leaders around you or equipping them for excellence, as I said in the beginning. So develop that personal relationship. Get to know who they are and what their goals and dreams are. Share your dream. Create that space that they understand what your goals, what your dreams, what your ambitions are so that they can feel free to express theirs. Ask them for a commitment. Uh, you know, in, in legal terms, there's this good of service. A contract is only based on the exchange of goods and services. That commitment works the same way. I'm willing to give you this opportunity. What are you willing to exchange? I'm willing to exchange time. What are you willing to exchange? Get that commitment. You know, even if it's formally written, that's all, all the better. Um, set goals for growth. Not just goals for the project, goals for, you know, the team, but personal and professional and leadership growth goals. Communicate the fundamentals of what leadership is and what leadership looks like to you and how you feel leadership is a value. Teach them the, your value of leadership and how you value, value leadership and why they're being chosen for that through understanding the fundamentals. We talked about the five-step process for training people, and that's monitor that modeling, mentoring, um, motivating, multiplying. I feel like I'm missing one. Let me go through them again. Model, mentor, monitor, motivate, and multiply. Sorry. <laughs> Some of you know, I've got a little bit of a learning disability. And those five M's, all sounding really similar, got struggled. So if you missed them, I'm going to give them to you one more time. But this time, I'm going to go ahead and read them from my notes. Model, mentor, monitor, motivate, multiply. There. And now that leads me to number seven. The three, give each person these three things. And that's responsibility, authority, and accountability. Let them be responsible. Give them the authority to act, but hold them accountable for the outcome. And number eight, make sure they have the tools they need to succeed. Check in with them systematically. And then number 10, meet with them periodically to make sure they have the tools they need to equip them to succeed. Because when we develop leaders, we're multiplying and that gives them the opportunity to multiply. And when you walk into a company, when you sit with a team, when you're part of an organization, and that can be yeah, a group of three or a group of 300, and you see from the top down that leadership is valued and leadership is understood and that everybody is helping each other grow in their leadership abilities, man, it's a great place to be. And so I encourage you to take this note and Ask yourself, am I developing leaders around me? Am I investing? Am I equipping others? 
And maybe start at home. You got kids? Hey, start with them. They're always great guinea pigs. Move out into your small groups or into your community or into the organizations where you work. Maybe on your team, maybe among the group of your, you know, your project partners. As you grow your leadership skills, as you invest in your leadership, your influence will grow, which will only help you grow more as a leader and you'll become hungry for that. And so Developing the Leaders Around You is one of my favorite books by John Maxwell. And if you ask me what my other one is, I'll recite probably all the titles on my bookshelf that he's written. He is a leader's leader. He does teach us how to develop leadership within ourselves. So if that's something you're striving to learn to do this year, if that's something that's on your project list, of your personal growth list or professional growth list is to grow your leadership skills, any of John Maxwell's books will help you with that. Um, 21 Laws of Leadership, 15 Invaluable Laws of Personal Growth, Developing the Leader Around You. I could give you a series of titles. If you need some specific or if you're struggling in a particular area as it relates to leadership, reach out, let me know. I can recommend a book or uh, maybe we can have a call about it and maybe coaching in coaching and developing your leadership skill is something that you want to do this year. Remember about equipping others and equipping yourself. So until we get together next time, remember this, my friends, remember this, you are worthy. You are worthy of your success. So go out and live it, live it large. All right. Till we get together next time. Bye-bye. You've reached the end of another episode of the Success Life Live with your host, Eric G. Reed. Remember to stay connected with us at ericgreed.com for updates on events and teaching. Till next time, go out and live your life of success.